welcome to Real Life Church and At The Movies. Woo! We are so glad you have joined us online today. The good news is that you are here and God is gonna show up and change your life. The bad news is that due to copyright, we cannot show you the full presentation of At The Movies. Copyright won't allow us to show the movie scenes over broadcast, but God, but God will speak to you as we show you the spiritual truths we have pulled out of each of our movies. If you would like to get the full context of this message, I would encourage you to go back and watch the full movie. As always, you are welcome to join us in person throughout our At The Movie series, which runs through August 1st. So sit back, relax, grab a soda. I hope you enjoy this abridged version of At The Movies. So glad I made some move with you guys. And thank you for being here today. There's a lot of work getting in the seats. And say a huge welcome to all of our guests. If you're visiting for the very first time, you're gonna experience church like never before. Man, as we look at the story of hope and forgiveness, let's get it home for so many of you today. This movie may be especially difficult if you grew up in an abusive home or been in an abusive relationship. I'm gonna start by saying, you need permission to deal with your wounds in the past in your own way. Man, if you need a friend, give a hug, hold a hand, or even cry, I encourage you to do so. Man, we're all different stages in our healing process. Today's movie is a true story of hope, perseverance, and the power of God to overcome the greatest of tragedies. Man, in many ways, represents most of us in this room probably even more than we think. The song I can only imagine holds the record for the most played radio Christian song of all time and the most purchased song in Christian history. Although it took Bart Mill less than 20 minutes to write and five minutes to record, God had been writing this song for a lifetime. And this is Bart's story. Let it speak to you. Let it heal you. Let it speak new life into you and perhaps place a new song that God's been writing a lifetime into your heart today. This is I Can Only Imagine. Bart's childhood was full of abuse, often beaten to the point where he couldn't move. I'm just curious, how, how was your childhood? You know, for many of you, memories of mom and dad fighting, the yelling, the throwing, and perhaps the unspeakable flooded back in your minds. You know, for all of us, our dads are our heroes, or at least they should be. Man, the words and the wounds of our fathers run so deep. You know, I'd say our dads are a soul-shaping voice in our lives, shaping the very fabric of our souls. You know, if you grew up in an abusive home, which maybe at the time you thought was normal, or you have foster kids, you know firsthand the power of past wounds. You know, typically when someone faces trauma, it's the exact moment they stop growing emotionally. It's fight, flight, or freeze. It's scientifically proven that parts of your brain never physically develop from trauma, and that occurs when you are young. Yet God, come on somebody, God has a special way of taking these shattered pieces of our lives and placing them back together again. It says in 1 Corinthians 1, 27, but God chose the foolish things. He chose you, not just the A-plus student, not just the successful or the wealthy or the business leader, not the nuclear family. God's specialty is in choosing the foolish things, the broken things, the unspeakable pain, the depression, the hurting, the lonely single parent, the orphan and the widow. I mean, what the world would deem as the least likely of the world to shame the wise. 
Man, God chose the weak things of the world, the helpless, the hurting, the lonely, to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly things, the abused kid, the sex-trafficked woman, the prostitute, the tax collector, man, people with disabilities, the last picked, the overlooked, and the least likely expected of the world. And he chose the spies things of the world. God chose us. You don't have to be good enough for God. In your weakness, he is strong. In your pain, he is your comforter. In the storm, he is your rock. You aren't in charge of your healing. You're only in charge of your trusting. Trusting that God will use you. Man, over a period of time, that trusting began to build your own voice. You begin to replace the voice of your earthly father with the voice of your heavenly father. And that's exactly what happened to Bart. Man, through the help of a teacher who believed in him, in a strange turn of events, Bart found his voice. Never underestimate the divine power found in calling out the potential in others. Man, chances are Bart would have never sang if someone didn't call him to sing. Man, I had a question posed in a staff meeting recently about leadership, and it went like this. Would the disciples have followed Jesus if Jesus hadn't called them? Man, if Jesus didn't have the I see in you conversation, Man, I see you leading the church. I see you being fishers of men. I see you flipping the world upside down. You see, Bart's voice was already there, but it took someone else to encourage him, to call that voice out of him. His teacher did this to take him under her wing and build his confidence. You know, often when people join the dream team, they're freaked out by the word leadership because they've never had anyone model for them what to do and build their competency, character, and confidence through following an experienced leader for Christ. You know, oftentimes, we need to follow God and have to somebody model it for us. So I'm here to tell you today, we see God doing something inside of you. We want to help you find your voice. We want to help you to be the person God is calling you to be. We want you to help you find out your God-given potential. This is what we mean when we say we are a life-giving church. We are a life-giving church. It's who we are. I mean, there's so much power in the I see in you conversation. I love what it says in James 5, 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. Man, you can sing. Oh, no, no, pastor, I can't sing. No, you can sing. You can do this. No, no, I can't, I can't sing. No, you got the wrong person. No, you can sing. You just don't know it yet. And for Bart, the voice of his high school choir teacher changed everything. Her voice would be the catalyst of Bart finding his own voice and eventually go on to help literally millions and millions of other people find their voice through his songs. God was beginning to use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and your voice matters more than you ever could imagine. Man, like Bart, man, the voices in our past can haunt us, and we can play them so much in our heads that we eventually move into our hearts. Man, no longer we think something, we truly believe, man, I am something. Man, I am worthless. Man, I'm unlovable. I'm a failure. I won't make it. Just go home. Man, you're not good enough. Stop dreaming. You're just a nobody. It's critics math. 1,000 compliments plus one critic always equals one critic. Your words matter so much. 
I mean, look what the Bible says in Hebrews 3.13. It says, but encourage one another. How often? Daily. As long as it's called today, so that no one may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And your words matter. They build people up. Otherwise, negative thoughts will move from here to here. See, daily pour into your family. If you have something positive to say, you better say it. And the words of your past are so powerful that years and decades later, they can hurt us. Man, can I tell you today that not all your words are created equal? We don't have to give power to negative thoughts and words in our past. Man, we must be careful not to give every word equal power. In other words, you better play favorites. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish every argument, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Christ's words have the power to overpower the words of our past. We need to stop giving power to the wrong voices, and we must not continue to elevate the voices that stripped us of our power, but instead elevate the voices of the only one who deserves that much power to speak into your hearts, Jesus. See, Jesus says you are loved, you are forgiven, you are free, that I am close to you. I will never leave you or forsake you. You are my masterpiece. You are chosen. You are whole. You are gifted. You are called. You are clean. You are my special possession. You are royal people. You are blessed. You are my child. I love you. I want you. I go before you. I am for you. I am for you. I am for you. And I am for you. You see, Mr. Brickle Bart's agent's words changed the course of Bart's life. He said this way, give me your soul, give me your passion. I want all of it. I've always believed in you, Bart. Everything begins to change for Bart when a voice speaks into his life and Bart receives encouragement and elevates the right voices in his life. How can I forgive that monster? I mean, no one who really loved me would ever ask me to forgive that person. Man, I can't do it. Not after what he or she has done to me. I mean, like Bart, it's often hard for us to forgive, especially our fathers. We often associate forgiveness with weakness, like somehow we're like rolling over or quitting if we forgive. When actually, it's the complete opposite that's true. Forgiveness is the greatest measurement of your strength. Forgiveness may be the highest calling for us as Christians. Forgiveness says infinitely more about you than them. And when you don't forgive, it's about retaliation and karma and resentment, getting even, anger, vindication, retribution, and punishment. It's getting your pound of flesh. We want them to from something from them. We want them to feel the way we feel, just to be hurt as bad as we have been hurt. Man, here's the problem about unforgiveness. That anger, that hate, it's in your heart, not theirs. And it's now a part of you and not them. The very thing we hate, if we're not careful, we can personally become. Matthew 12, 34 says this, it said, puts it this way, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of a good heart stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. I've heard it said that forgiveness is setting a prisoner free, and that prisoner today is you. Forgiveness is wanting something for them, wanting for them to change, want them to be healthier and better, want them to be more mature. We want them to be good. 
It's no longer what's best for me. Forgiveness, it's all about what's best for them. Jesus actually called this something. He called it compassion. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 32, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Man, it says author said, Bart, if God can forgive everyone else, why can't you forgive me? Man, Bart had to decide to make a choice. Do I get bitter or do I get better? Do I face my wounds or do I continue to run? Do I become like my dad and reproduce the cycle or do I break the cycle? Man, I'm believing today some of you are going to break this cycle. Man, you're going to get better. Man, compassion is going to break down some walls. There's going to be some prisoners set free. And here's the thing. How many of us had a healthy family model from? I mean, how many of us really had someone forgive us and forgiveness modeled? Man, how many have been shown how to love our kids and our spouse? I mean, how many of us have ever truly been forgiven by someone else? I mean, how many of us have had love truly modeled for us? See, the good news is Jesus showed up. He showed us the way of how to forgive. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's you as a Jesus follower, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. And I love this, Jesus not counting people's sins against them. See, forgiveness means we stop counting all the wrongs and we start counting all the rights. See, someone once told me, Sean, if you blame your dad for all the wrong things, you have to blame your dad for all the right things. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad my heavenly father doesn't sit in heaven counting all of our wrongs, but instead his love covers a multitude of sin. That's what love does, it covers our sin. And today we can forgive. We can model for the next generation. We can start a new cycle of health in our family. You see, it's not just your heart that's at stake. The apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. And so today we can choose to forgive. Man, Bart was in an interview just a few years ago and said, I wish I would have given my dad a second chance sooner. I wish I'd forgiven him sooner and had more time with him. I call this chapter redemption. Bart's dad, Arthur, died in 1991 when Bart was 18 years old. I mean, the two were extremely close. Bart said that I got a front row seat to see my dad go from being a monster to falling desperately in love with Jesus. By the time my dad passed away when I was a freshman in college, not only was he my best friend, he was the godliest man I'd ever known. Arthur, on his deathbed, told Bart, I was listening. I love that I was listening. I would turn on the radio and listen to you sing and the preacher share God's word. Man, do you know today that there are people in our lives that are listening long after we leave? Man, there are kids and neighbors and Facebook scrollers, exes, friends that are watching you. There's a world listening to your life. Man, I knew a man who wrote a letter to his abusive father and decades later, when he was diagnosed with cancer, he pulled the letter out. He had kept it behind a mirror and shown it to his son after he found out he had cancer. He said this, I never had the courage to talk to you until now, but I've been listening. Can I encourage you to never give up on people? This is what I love about Jesus. He is watching and waiting for his wayward children, for you and me to come home. He literally is looking for you today. Come on, 
Look what it says in Luke 15, 20. But while he, who is he? Man, that's us. Why the prodigal son was out there. Those are drifted from God. Those have run from God. While he was still a long way off, his father, this is our God, saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he took off running to his son, to you and me. It says he threw his arms around him and kissed him. See, God never gives up. I mean, what do we do? We are watching. We are prayerfully waiting. Remember what Arthur said? Bart, you're an answer to my prayer. Man, that I would see you again. How incredible is God's grace? God has radically changed Arthur's life. And that transformation, that redemption, that limitless grace would become the inspiration for a new song that God was about to write in Arthur's heart. The week after Bart received his last check from his father, I Can Only Imagine became the number one Christian song in all of America. I mean, come on, God's hands were all over this. Maybe this song speaks so much to, to all of us because we know someone who needs to be transformed by Jesus. This is why this song has always spoken to me because my dad needs Jesus. And this song reminds me so much of my father. Man, God wants us to write a new song in your life today, out of your abuse, out of your loss, out of your pain, out of your redemption, God will make something good. God turned Bart's pain into the number one most radio played Christian song of all time. I can only imagine has spent 425 weeks on the Christian Billboard chart, the longest run of any song in the charts history. In April 2010, I Can Only Imagine was certified platinum, signifying sales over 1 million digital downloads. The song was certified double platinum in September 2014, triple platinum in June 2018, and quadruple platinum in 2019. As of March 2018, it has sold more than 2.5 million copies, making it the best-selling Christian single of all time. And all out of someone finding their voice in the midst of pain and abuse. Can I tell you today that your song matters, that God has been waiting to write a new song in your life and today is your day. He's in the business of taking the ashes of our past and turning them into something beautiful. I love what the Bible says in Psalm 40 verses two and three. It says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud, out of the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my heart, in my mouth, and a hymn of praise to our God. I love it. Bart's freedom wasn't found in the absence of his dad. Come on, it was found in the presence of God. His new song was found in forgiveness. It was found in witnessing something supernatural, that if God can change my dad, he can change anyone. Bart said this way, I saw God transform my dad from a man I hated to the man I wanted to become, my best friend. Man, I didn't realize it. I guess I didn't think God could do something like that. I guess that's where we start today. This is where our journey begins. Man, where is the least likely place you believe God could work? What relationship do you believe God is unable to redeem? Who is that person you are running from? Who is that person if they brought up God, your jaw would hit the floor? Can I tell you today that they are listening, they are searching, Man, we don't give up, we prayfully wait, we expect God to move, no one is beyond redemption. Man, Arthur went from a man full of hate and self-pity, insecurity and fear and selfishness and anger to dancing on the streets of heaven.
This song is about missing a lifetime of all those pieces of heaven that could have been here on earth. As Bart filmed his music video for I Can Only Imagine, he placed empty picture frames throughout the video. Man, these frames represent the relationships he missed with his dad and the loved ones in our lives that have gone before us. See, don't miss it. Don't miss it growing bitter. Don't miss it running from someone. Be the ICNU champion in others. Call out the potential in those around you. Never stop seeing who people are becoming. Stop counting all the wrongs and keep a long list of rights. Man, I wonder if God show up in this moment in the least likely place, what new song would you sing today? I'm telling you that there's a song that God has been writing for a lifetime right here in your heart. And today is your day to sing it. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you. God, I pray for someone specific, somebody in this room that's like Bart, and somebody that's hurting, somebody that's been abused, somebody that's looking for their voice, somebody needs to find their song in this moment. And so God, we pray for your spirit to move in this place. God, it's so hard to give forgiveness to somebody else, but I pray today we'd step out in faith. God, not counting other people's sins against, against them, just like you did to us. And so today I wanna pray for somebody that needs to give forgiveness. Somebody who's to let go of the bitterness. Somebody who's to mend the relationship. Somebody who's to bring redemption to their family. Maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a father, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a son or daughter. And today you're gonna to step out in faith and say, I need to forgive somebody today. If that's you in your heart of hearts and you're saying, I need to change. God is writing a new song in my life. I wanna pray for you. Father, help us, God, to be focused and love others, God, that we would put somebody in front of us, God. We not forget the potential that you're writing somebody's story. And it's never too late to be transformed. God, there's a song that you're writing each of our lives, God. We don't forget what's happened, God, but we forgive because you have forgiven us. And so help us to let go of bitterness, let go of unforgiveness. God, help us to forgive those that maybe have never admitted their wrongs. Somebody who's taken advantage of us, God, help us not to keep drinking the same poison that's dragging us down. Help us to find the voices in our life that lift us up and almost become a mentee to our mentors. Help us to lead our families. God, help us to keep a short list of wrongs and a long list of rights like you did for us. I'll pray for one more group of people, and that's those of you who say, you know what? I recognize that who Jesus is, that Jesus is the son, sinless son of God. They came on the cross 2,000 years ago and died for me. The Bible says that Jesus doesn't count our sins against us. He says our sins as far as the east is from the west. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God and raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. What's that mean? That means that God exchanged all of your wrongs for all of his rights on the cross. He doesn't count your sins against you. He forgives you. He loves you. He wants to give you new life today. And so today if you recognize that you are a sinner in need of a savior, if you need Jesus, you need forgiveness today, the Bible says that you can have new life in Jesus by simply calling on his name, believing that he died on a cross for you. And so maybe you walked in this room and you say, you know what, I don't know Jesus, but today I wanna to know Jesus. I wanna help you do that. And so we say yes to Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer. This prayer does not save you, but your heart towards God. Just simply say this, Father God, thanks so much for sending your best, sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, I need forgiveness. I need a new song in my life. I've been running the same verses a thousand times, but today I recognize who Jesus is, that he is the sinless son of God and died on the cross for me. God, have you can have my life. I wanna serve you. God, give me a new song. I praise in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on, Real Life. Let's give it for everybody who came to Christ today. Come on, new song, God is right, and let's give it up.